Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and today is going to be a combination episode. We're going to geek out on some science stuff, but we're also going to sprinkle in some lighter stuff, some lifestyle stuff, a little bit of mindset in there as well. I want to talk about six changes I think everyone needs to make. And that is a bold statement for me because there is very little that I will say everyone should do. You guys know me. I am all about listening to your body. And I think so much of the strategy we take for ourselves and our nutrition and our fitness is about our goals and our baseline, right? I'm not going to say, for example, that somebody who is eating fast food and candy every day should start following the golden rules of carbs and fat loss because when compared to their baseline, it's probably a big leap for them right now. Or I'm not going to tell a competitive athlete who's training six hours a day to follow those golden rules of carbs and fat loss. Just like I don't think necessarily that a high fat diet is for everybody. Maybe you've had your gallbladder removed and so fats are a little bit tougher on your system. Maybe you prefer a diet that is higher in lean protein, for example. That's no different from the fact that I'm not going to recommend CrossFit for everybody either. So when I am making recommendations on the podcast in my Fat Loss Fast Tracks, I'm always first asking, what is your goal? Are you looking to burn fat? Are you looking to have more energy? Are you looking to maybe improve your body composition but not necessarily lose weight? have just a more balanced relationship with food where it's not taking up so much mental space and there's less drama over it. All of those factors really play into the strategies that are right for you. So for that reason, there's very little about which I would say everyone should do this. But there are a few things that I think would really benefit everyone that I strongly recommend across the board, regardless of goals, regardless of gender, regardless of age. And I want to spend our time together today to talk about them. And in some cases, these are a little bit more scientific and technical. In other cases, not so much. In some cases, I've done full-blown episodes on these topics. In some cases, I haven't. So there will be a little bit of overlap, but these are six changes that I recommend for everybody. Ready for the first one? Use a water filter. 
use a water filter. So this isn't just like everybody needs to drink more water. I don't know. Maybe you drink enough. But everybody not only needs a water filter for the water that they drink and the water they make their coffee with, but also for their shower. And this doesn't have to be a huge investment. This can be done on the cheap, but it really, really matters. I mean, first and foremost, water is essential for health and hydration does impact fat loss and energy, but that doesn't have anything to do with why we need a water filter. And I've done a full episode on this that I will link to over in the show notes at primalpotential.com. But for now, I want to really make the case for why everybody needs a water filter. So all water is recycled. There is no new pure water. New water is not being generated somewhere. When you flush your toilet, that water was recycled and will be recycled again. When you wash your dishes, that is recycled water, right? All the water is recycled. Rainwater, agricultural runoff, it's all recycled. It's treated and then it travels to you and then you drink it or you bathe in it. Another thing to consider, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this and, and what it means for water to be treated, but think about how water travels through you. Just think about from the outside, inside to your house. It is traveling through the insides of pipes. And those pipes, they're they're filled with sediment and God knows what. And it literally, the water is right up against the inside of those pipes into your glass or onto your body. Would you want to cut the pipes open, run your finger along it, and then lick it? No. Like, that, it kind of gives me the chills just thinking about it. Like, taking out the pipe from underneath my sink, running my finger along the inside and putting my finger in my mouth. That's disgusting. And yet... That is what happens when we drink water right out of the tap. That is the water we are putting on our skin when we are in the shower. So without even talking about filtration and and the purification process, like, that's just kind of nasty. Get a water filter. Of course, it doesn't just travel from outside your house, inside your house. There are miles and miles and miles of pipeline. And as it travels through that pipeline, it is picking up contaminants and metals and pesticides and industrial runoff. And even those of you that are like, oh, no, no, I have a well. That's great. Still, would you want to open up the pipes under your sink, cut them open, run your finger along it and put it in your mouth? I doubt it. But you do that every time you drink or bathe in the water without a filter. Now, when we're talking about tap water, it has to be disinfected, right? That is, it's just treated and it's treated with usually chlorine, bleach, and also ammonia. I'm sure you remember the horror stories of like, don't mix chlorine and ammonia when you're cleaning because the fumes could kill you. We obviously want our water to be disinfected. We see the dangers of water that is not disinfected in third world countries and the water literally kills people. But the purification process really matters. And we do not have it down pat here. Yes, we are not getting killed by bacteria in our water, but we are consuming toxins because of the purification process. Okay. And we have options. When we know better, we do better. You know better. Let's do better. We have options. We're going to talk about those. One of the many reasons that we don't want to drink chlorine is that chlorine is an antibiotic. Now, we use it because it kills the bacteria in the water. 
Good, right? Well, it kills the bacteria in the water, but it also has antibiotic properties in our own bodies. So we really want to keep our microbiome healthy and strong. I've done full episodes on that. And when we consume water that has been treated with chlorine, those antibacterial properties absolutely impact in a negative fashion the microbiome of our own bodies. The other thing is chlorine can pair up with other compounds naturally found in the water, and then together they're even more dangerous than they are apart. And some of these more dangerous compounds that come together with with chlorine are trihalomethanes, THMs. The most common one we see in water is chloroform chloroform, a known carcinogen. You might be thinking, well, when I breathe in the air in my shower, you know, I don't pass out. You're right. It's low doses. But just because it's a low dose doesn't mean that it doesn't have a cumulative impact, right? Now, you might be thinking, well, I drink this tap water every day and I'm still standing. Our bodies have very strong defense systems. When we consume toxins in the water, Many of them are blocked from entering our bloodstream because that's our body's job. It's there to protect you, right? It can't get through your intestinal lining. Now, if you have leaky gut, that's another story. I digress, but we have to also consider the case when we shower. We do not have the same protective mechanisms. Your skin is your largest organ, right? And you step into the shower and what happens? There's heat in the shower. And we know that heat opens up our pores. So we step in to this unfiltered stream of water with open pores and those toxins and chemicals can get into our system, right? The other thing is that some of these toxic compounds in water when the water isn't filtered, when we expose them to heat, right, in a hot shower, some of these compounds turn into gas. And then in addition to taking them in through our skin, we're also inhaling them as gaseous fumes as well. So Honestly, if you had to pick between one or the other, I would rather you have a shower water filter than a like faucet water filter for your drinking water. Although, please get both. Um, So those aren't the only things that we need to worry about. It's not just the chlorine, the ammonia. There are many hundreds even, of chemicals and drugs and toxins that are not monitored or controlled in our water supply. They're not. We're talking pharmaceuticals, nicotine, caffeine. We don't monitor the water supply for those things. And when you look at water testing reports throughout the country, most cities have public water that has tested positive for antibiotics, for anti-inflammatories, for caffeine, for nicotine, pesticides, hormones. The water is recycled, right? And the reality is that when you have sewage water, that has excretion of drugs from, say, urine, and that is recycled, yeah, we're getting rid of a lot of the bacteria. There's a lot we are getting rid of, but there's a lot we're not monitoring for, right? And I shared in the episode I did way back when on water that about 80%, 85%, I think, of tap water in the United States was found to have over 300 different contaminants, Right. So, yeah, we're testing for some things, but there's a lot we aren't testing for. And we can reduce our risk dramatically by using a water filter. 
I know many of you are like, well, I'm on a well. It's not treated the same as city water, so there's a lot you don't have to worry about, but there is also a lot you do have to worry about, things in the sediment, in the runoff that does get through even if you're not on um, tap water, city water. So water filter matters for you too. And if you think you're like in safe zone because you drink bottled water, bottled water is not regulated. And the only legal requirement of bottled water is that it meet the standard of tap water. So in most cases, bottled water is just tap water that's far more expensive because the only legal requirement is that it be as good as tap water in your area. So I am not affiliated with any water filtration company. I will say that um, before I started Primal Potential, I worked for a dietary supplement company. And one of the products that I worked to develop and maintain was a water filtration system. So um, a house water filter and uh, shower water filters, faucet water filters, water filtration pitchers. And in doing so, I had to do a lot of competitive research. What are the products out there? What do they filter out? What do they not filter out? And we settled on this particular water filtration uh, company, Aquasana. And so Aquasana, I know the most about them because I personally have done a ton of competitive research on them, on their competitors, on the quality of their filtration and the thoroughness of their filtration. Um, and I use Aquasana. I will link to what I use of their products over in the show notes. The reality is, though, not all water filters are created equal, but any water filter is better than no water filter. And like I said, I've done a full episode on water and the importance of filtration before, so I will link to that in the show notes if you're like, I need to know more about this. All right, the second strategy I want to talk about that I recommend everybody adopt is to eat more cruciferous vegetables, and when you can, have them be raw. So why cruciferous and why raw? When we think about, let's start with the basics. What are cruciferous vegetables? Which ones are those? Cruciferous, think crunch. So your more crunchy vegetables, also your smellier vegetables, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, cabbage. These guys are powerhouses for a number of reasons. Part of the reason that they smell is because of the sulfur they contain. Sulfur is super important. It's one of the most abundant minerals in our body. And sulfur is required for our bodies to be able to manufacture glutathione. Glutathione is one of the most powerful detoxifiers in the body. And if we want that most powerful detoxifier to remove those toxins and help us excrete them, we've got to have sulfur. And if we want sulfur, those cruciferous veggies are winners from there. Sulfur is also really important for insulin. We talk a ton on this show about insulin and how insulin is really the master fat loss hormone. And if insulin isn't working in our favor, we are more hungry, we are more tired, we have more cravings, we struggle to burn fat, and we're more likely to store fat. And sulfur is part of what creates uh, insulin. So sulfur binds these two chains of amino acids that form insulin. So without enough sulfur, you do not have properly functioning insulin. All right. We need sulfur for a number of reasons. Now, the other thing is these sulfur containing compounds in these cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, Brussels, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, cabbage, these sulfur containing compounds, here's where I geek out, 
are called glucosinolates, okay? Follow me. It's science, but it's good, all right? Glucosinolates are the things that contain the sulfur in these veggies. Well, these glucosinolates form isothiocyanates. Don't worry, there's no test on the spelling, although I would totally rock it because I was so fascinated by isothiocyanates that this is what I did my undergrad research on um, when I was studying nutrition in college. So anyway, glucosinolates form isothiocyanates, and isothiocyanates protect your cells. So they have a lot of anti-cancer properties, they inhibit tumor formation, and they do this because these isothiocyanates metabolize and eliminate toxins. And when we accumulate toxins, that is what sort of starts the cellular dysfunction that leads to disease. So these isothiocyanates are cellular superheroes, overall superheroes, really. Here's the catch, and this is why the, the raw part comes in. In order for isothiocyanates to be formed from these sulfur-containing compounds, they need the action of an enzyme called myrosinase, okay? So the glucosinolates are what contains the sulfur, and the glucosinolates form isothiocyanates. But in order to do that, they need the help of this enzyme myrosinase. The great news is that these veggies also contain myrosinase. Perfect, right? Except myrosinase activity can be really reduced when you cook the vegetables. So you still get the benefit of the sulfur, which is awesome because that helps with insulin, that helps with detoxification, but you don't get the powerhouse factor from the isothiocyanates without the myrosinase. So that's why when you can, you want to eat some cruciferous veggies raw. You'll notice, um, for those of you that follow me on Instagram, especially my Instagram stories, which are those things at the top that last for 24 hours, I often put raw cabbage in my salads. Part of the reason I do that is for volume and for texture. But the other part is because I want that myrosinase, I want that enzyme that unleashes the power of the isothiocyanates, which are so, so important. Lastly, in terms of why these are so important, uh, these cruciferous vegetables, is that they help to eliminate bad estrogens. So men and women... We all have good forms of estrogen and bad forms of estrogen. And we do not want those bad forms of estrogen to accumulate in our body because that can be a starting point for disease, especially estrogenic diseases and estrogenic cancers and uh, infertility and things like that. So these cruciferous vegetables help to bind and eliminate the bad estrogens. That helps with fat loss, it helps with insulin resistance, and it helps with overall health and hormonal conditions like PCOS. Now, some of you with thyroid issues, like I have thyroid issues, might be thinking, I shouldn't eat cruciferous vegetables. And that is not the case. There is a ton of misinformation out there about thyroid and cruciferous vegetables. And really, it's more about iodine than it is about cruciferous vegetables. I'm not going to go into that here because I've done that on past episodes. But unless you are deficient in iodine, even with thyroid problems, eat your cruciferous vegetables. All right, the third one I want to talk about, and this seems really common sense, and yet common sense ain't so common in practice. So while you might know this, I want you to be thinking about how can I make an improvement here? And so this third one is to gradually reduce processed foods. 
gradually reduce processed foods. So anything in a box, a bag, a can, anything on a shelf, gradually reduce processed foods. Yep, this is about the quality of the fat we consume, but it's also about sugar, it's about chemicals, it's about hormones. It's about appetite and satiety. Processed foods are designed with the intention for you to eat more and not be satisfied by what you do eat. If you struggle with cravings, if you find yourself overeating, you've got to work to reduce processed foods. And I am not a purist. I am not saying you can't ever have your favorite candy bar or that tomato sauce in a jar is the end of the world, but we will all be happier, healthier, leaner, and more energetic if we dramatically reduce how often and how much of these processed foods we consume. When we consume processed foods. And everybody is going to have a different baseline here. So don't be like, oh, well, I rarely do. Instead, be saying, how can I make an improvement, right? Instead of saying, oh my gosh, that's everything I eat. What am I going to do? Say, how can I make an improvement? The challenge with processed foods is that when we eat them, we're eating plenty of food, but we aren't getting enough nutrients. We're overfeeding our body in terms of energy, but we're starving ourselves in terms of the essential elements our body needs to function, right? And this impacts health, but it also impacts energy. It slows our fat loss. We impair our metabolic rate. Metabolism is about breaking down fuel for energy, It's also about fat burning. This is a metabolic task. And if we aren't giving our body the nutrients it needs to make those happen because we're getting this energy-rich but nutrient-poor food in the form of processed foods, we're holding ourselves back. We're really limiting our health potential, our physique potential, our fat burning potential. It's often called malnutrition of affluence. We're eating plenty, but we're kind of starving because these processed foods have more sugar. They have more chemicals. They have more toxins. They have more processed, unstable fats. And not only do we then miss out on a lot of the nutrients found in whole foods that just are not as abundant in processed foods, but these crappy chemicals are being incorporated into the fabric of our bodies, and then we just don't function as well. So in whatever way makes sense for you, start to reduce how much and how often these processed foods are cropping up in your day, in your week, on your weekends. The third one, and I'm not going to say much about this because I've done several episodes on this, unplug and go to sleep. There is not anybody here who can't get a little bit more sleep. I don't care if you're a working mom of 17 children. There are some inefficiencies in your day that you can start to work to eliminate so that you can be in bed earlier. People are so attached to this argument that they just can't sleep more. Yes, We all can, even if it's five minutes. That adds up, and over a course of a month, that is a significant difference in how well-rested you are. We all can get into bed five minutes earlier. And sleep hygiene matters, too. Turn off the devices, please. You do not need to watch that rerun so badly 
And hello, DVR, even if it's not a rerun, you do not need to stay up watching that show, having that blue light right in your face up until the minute you crawl into bed. It's not that important. You are more important than that television show. And the blue light emitted from electronics suppresses melatonin and makes it harder to fall asleep and stay asleep. So unplug. It's not that important. I would rather see people unplugging earlier and going to bed earlier and rising earlier to do whatever work they needed to do to watch that show they wanted to watch, 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 because our circadian them matters. And the more we can rise with the sun and wind down when it sets, the better. Obviously, we can't all do that perfectly. But there is not anybody who can hear my voice right now who cannot find an improvement in the arena of unplugging and going to sleep. The next one, lift weights. Now, I'm not saying you need to stop running. I'm not saying you need to put on muscle, right? But I am saying everyone will benefit from lifting weights. It's not about putting on muscle and it's not about surrendering that cardio, that Zumba, that spin class you love, but lifting weights matters, okay? Independent of adding muscle, using your muscles, having resistance against your muscles, it matters. I've said this in a million episodes before, but a lot of people don't lift weights because either they don't know how, there's plenty of ways you can learn. So that's not an excuse. Go find out how. The other thing people are afraid of is that they're going to put on weight or they're going to bulk up. Exercise is catabolic. Exercise uses energy, not stores it. Exercise breaks down tissue, doesn't build it up. We build up tissue with fuel, with food. That is anabolic. Eating is anabolic exercise is catabolic. But that's a whole nother episode, which I've done a couple times before. But we need to lift weights because our muscle matters for functional strength, for being able to pick up heavy things off the floor, push heavy things overhead, get up and get down without assistance, right? And in the absence of strength training, our muscle mass will decrease as you get older, even if you're running, even if you're spinning, even if you're Zumbaing. And so you will lose strength as you age at a progressively faster rate if you are not lifting weights. Lift weights. You will lose your physical function over time in an accelerating pattern if you do not. On top of that, Weight training improves insulin sensitivity, so it helps with hormonal balance and it helps with fat loss, right? Helps with metabolism. It makes us look better naked, so there's that. That matters. Can we stop there? Because I care about that. (laughs) And it increases your overall metabolic rate, which also slows as you age. And a big part of the reason that it slows as you age naturally is because you aren't weightlifting. And so as you lose muscle mass, your metabolic rate drops off. Look at that. Please lift weights. And the last one, I originally wanted to do five, and then I was like, nope, I got to include this one. And the last one is, sorry for the pseudo cuss, implied cuss, we'll call it that. It's not a pseudo cuss. It's an implied cuss. Chill the F out. Whether that requires therapy, meditation, relaxation, religion, stop getting so upset over everything. If you get pissed off when you lose your keys, you are wasting valuable energy and 
skimming time off your life. If your emotional state depends on external circumstances, a rude coworker, anything beyond what you can control, you have room for improvement here. I really don't care how you chill the F out. Really, therapy is great. Meditation is great. Um, box breathing is great. Religion, prayer, journaling, long walks on the beach, sex. I don't care how you do it. But as a whole, we are way too keyed up, way too sensitive, and we all need to enjoy life a little more. Laugh. Be intentional about creating joy. Don't, I mean, I know this is so cliche, but gosh, it's true. And the common sense things are not common in practice. Don't sweat the small stuff. So you burnt dinner. Who cares? It is not worth negative energy for you or the people around you. Honestly, this one can have the biggest impact on your health and your happiness. Chill the F out. I tell myself a thousand times a day, travel light, travel light. That is not a burden I care to pick up. I am not letting that ruffle my feathers. Nope, not today. I got better things to do. Please chill out. So these are the things that I think that we all should do. Chill the F out. Lift weights. Reduce processed foods. Eat more cruciferous vegetables raw when you can. And get a water filter. I think I counted right, but maybe I didn't. But either way, I'm not sweating the small stuff. I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.